Creative Lifestyle Planning is proud to sponsor the award-winning Berkshire Football Stories podcast from Football in Berkshire. Creative Lifestyle Planning is a woking and based independent financial planning business who provide affordable, transparent financial planning for clients from all walks of life. Maybe you're saving for a property, planning for retirement, or would just like to save some money in a tax-efficient manner. Drop them a line on 0330-118-0210. That's 0330-118-0210 for a free initial consultation. And let them know Football in Berkshire sent you. Hi everyone, Tom here. Just before we get started, I uh, just wanted to say this week's podcast is unfortunately affected by some terrible Wi-Fi, so uh, apologies for that. hope it doesn't um, ruin your enjoyment of this week's effort. Thanks. Bye. Well, hello and welcome to the Berkshire Football Stories Chat Podcast with me, Rob Davis, Tom Canning. Hello. <laughs> hello. A delayed Tom Canning and Abby Tysus. Hello. hello. <laughs> How are you doing, Abby? I'm very well, thank you. How are you, Rob? Yeah, pretty good, thanks. Uh, yeah, Tom, it's slightly, uh, slightly less, um, I don't know, what's the word? Maybe slightly stressed this afternoon, should we say? <laughs> yes, this is the level of um, Wi-Fi at my location is not good. Uh, <laughs> so if uh, Tom comes to you with a slight delay, that, uh, uh, that would uh, explain why it is. Uh, but yes, um, otherwise things seem to be going quite well. And one team things are finally starting to go well for Abby is Reading. Why don't we get straight into it and talk about what was their first win of the season on Sunday? How did you how did you feel following that? Um, I would like to caveat this with the fact that I didn't actually watch the game. <laughs> oh, really? Um, the wonders of working in football means that. Um, I was at Ascot's game, so I did not see the game. I just saw a flurry of messages afterwards in the group chat with everyone being like, oh, no, not not again, not again. And then suddenly, oh, my God, Rachel Rose rescued us. And rescue us, she did. Um, I think that is now seven of nine or something where Reading have scored in the last like the like post 85 minutes so I mean that's apparently just the way they play now is yeah. just like pure fear for 80 85 minutes and then we'll have a go <laughs> and yeah have a go they did and two sensational goals really I think both of them should probably be up for goal of goal of the season really especially that second one but yeah she went full Katie Zellum and decided to score from a corner Rachel Rowe yeah. And then I think how many how many minutes later two maybe not even yeah. that possibly I think yeah, yeah. in in the added time just add a little run through the centre midfield and just absolutely smashed a smashed a goal home to win two one so yeah finally we're off the mark off the mark go on Tom you wanted to say something about this um yeah just the the um the referee allowed the game to play on because um, I think there was a there was a definite uh, there, there possibly should have been a free kick in there, shouldn't there? Um, if if following the, following the letter of the law, but the, the referee let the game let the game go on, and uh, thank goodness she did. 
Yeah. yeah. Talking about before the uh, second goal there. The first goal, the equaliser Just came. before the second goal, yes. Yeah. yeah. So the equaliser came. So it was 1-0 to Leicester until uh, um, late on in the game when Rachel Rose scored from a corner, as Abby said. <laughs> and then a couple of minutes later, she also scored a thunderbolt from uh, 30 yards out. Um, and as you say, Tom, the referee played a good advantage in that. Uh, there was a there was a, a foul in the lead up to the goal, but uh, playing advantage for Reading, and what an advantage it turned out to be! Yeah, good goal that. Good goal that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah so I think they're kind of finally off the mark. Although it is Man City next, so let's not get too ahead of ourselves. <laughs> yeah, I mean they've been a little bit up and down this season. Um, Slightly more up recently, but uh, um, they, yeah, they certainly didn't start strongly, Man City. So, uh, do you really see no hope there at all, or uh, do you think Reading can now uh, build on this this win and potentially uh, get something out of that game on Sunday? I mean, we've done it before against them, um, yeah. a one-all draw. So, I'm why not? Who knows? Um, I think they definitely need to take the momentum from. Sunday's game into the next game although I think the last time I said that last season I think we went on a run of like 10 losses or something like that so I don't know just I feel like I am a stuck record when I say Reading are consistently inconsistent but um, yeah I think the spirit should be good in in the uh, in the camp in general so I mean if they, they just need to I'll be honest, like I said, I didn't watch the game, so I haven't. I've I've seen the highlights, and that's it. So I've really, I've only just seen the goal and like a few snippets here and there. So I don't know how well we played necessarily, but it seemed like a fairly even game against Leicester. I've looked at kind of stats and things like that, and we had we seemed to have sort of twice. Well, the possession was fairly similar, but we seemed to have twice the number of passes and things like that. So I don't know if we just maybe need to be a bit more clinical with those passes and make more of them because I think we're quite good at passing the ball around but not necessarily actually pushing forward with with anything so um yeah I don't know it'll be an interesting game yeah like you say Man City are on a little bit of a funny sort of run at the moment they seem to have found their form a little bit better now Bunny Shaw's on a mad one as well I think she probably might be in the running for golden boot this season actually so but yeah they're still having lost quite a few important players, they're having a bit of a strange season. So I think we should try and yeah. capitalise on that, definitely. Absolutely, yeah. So that one happening at the uh, Select Car Leasing Stadium at two o'clock <laughs> on Sunday. So one to look forward to there. Um, right, let's move on now to the FA Trophy. Uh, we had two matches um, with Berkshire side representation in the FA Trophy over the weekend. Uh Binfield, unfortunately, going out to Tavistock. But on Sunday, we had uh, a pretty uh, exciting game between Bracknell at home to North Lee. A repeat of a league fixture from the week before where Bracknell won convincingly 6-0. This one a little bit uh, little bit more uh, interesting. In North Lee took a 2-0 uh, lead, but then Bracknell came back to win 3-2 and eventually get through. <laughs> uh, Nervy times for Bracknell there, Tom. Or not. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he just the silence is just I, I yeah. Couldn't. yeah, so nervy times. I couldn't for hear a Bra thing then. <laughs> uh, nervy times for Bracknell in their three two uh 
win over North Lee. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. So they went, to, like I say, they went 2 0 down, got a goal back just before half time, uh, equalised shortly after half time, and then uh, finally uh, took the lead. Uh, fairly early into the second half, but um, from what I hear, speaking to other Bracknell fans, once they got in the lead, it was never really in doubt, and they sort of took their foot off the gas a little bit and uh, uh, saw out the game. So, yeah, pretty... Uh, uh, getting through to the uh, the second round of this competition, where the National League North and National League South sides come in, pretty decent achievement for Bracknell. Uh, what do you think, Abby? Yeah, really decent. Um, I would just like to say I did really enjoy the video that um, they put out beforehand. Not Bracknell, sorry. Um, <laughs> North Leeds. <laughs> Their sort of ominous Star Wars reference. I think, was it a Star Wars reference? I have got yes. it right. Like, yeah, 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 you have, yes. I enjoyed, yeah, <laughs> I enjoyed that. Yeah, I think um, they're obviously not having the formidable season that they had last year, but they're they're having a cracker regardless. So um, mm. I think they'll be feeling fairly ambitious in terms of um, how far they can go in the competition. Um, they're on the real sort of cup run high right now, aren't they? So um, yeah, they they seem to be um, yeah stringing a, a good number of results together. I think I saw um, um, Jamie and Carl's first home game in charge. Uh, they they had an away game at Salisbury, lost that one, and then drew with Hanwell in their first home game. And I was speaking to a few Bracknell fans afterwards, and they you know recognised that they'd come up a division. And so uh, they were saying, you know, take a season of mid-table mediocrity and maybe a, a good draw in the cup. Maybe they were talking about the uh, fourth qualifying round at that point and saying, oh, maybe if we get a, one of the big boys in the cup, like a Notts County or maybe a Wrexham or a South End, something like that. Well, mm. I'm not sure they could have. It was still regionalised then. So maybe South End they were talking about, teams like that. Um well, they've certainly got a big draw in the cup coming up this weekend. We'll come on to that later on. But I think their form's turned around a little bit. They haven't actually lost since that Salisbury game in any competition. And uh, they've started to string together a few wins. They won again last night against uh, Winchester away 3-2. They looked the better side um, for the majority of that game uh, and actually probably made it a little bit harder than it should have been for themselves Um uh, they could have put the game to bed a little bit earlier. But, uh, yeah, Winchester got a, a very late uh, goal to make it 3-2 and uh, set up a nervy last couple of minutes. But in general, Bracknell were the better side. And all of that was uh, whilst resting two or three, uh, a couple of players with Monday's game in the FA Cup in mind. So I think they're starting to... Um, understand what Carl and Jamie are, are looking for um, as their new managers. They're starting to play a little bit more of a passing game in the midfield there, and it's starting to bear fruit. You know, we saw a big win against North Lee last weekend, as we mentioned last week, and then following it up while getting through to the uh, second round of the trophy, and yeah, backing up again last night with a league win. So they're actually sort of starting to look up maybe now towards the playoffs. Uh, they have games in hand. And uh, rather than sort of settle for mid-table mediocrity, I think those same fans I was talking to a few weeks ago are now thinking, yeah, maybe maybe this season could have a bit more to it. Maybe they'll uh, uh, be looking, keeping one eye on the playoffs and those above them. 
Hmm. Do you think we can still claim it's new manager bounce? <laughs> well, Are they too far into the into the, the tenure now for us to be like, oh yeah, new manager bounce? Yeah, how long does the new manager bounce last? That's a good question. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, they certainly they certainly sort of yeah uh, had. In fact, the the first few games there was more draws perhaps than the the wins, and now they're starting to string together the wins. So, I think the new manager bounce is just something that's. Uh, comes from a change of environment whereas this is I think is actually new managers starting to put their stamp on the side so yeah. I don't think that comes under bounce <laughs> no <laughs> yeah I yeah. suppose it's just yeah it's just the, the tribulations of uh, being a new manager and stuff like that and I, yeah like, like you say the, the fans seem fairly confident don't they so I think that probably I think that's something that I've kind of noticed as well with the support as well is that I mean obviously Bratton's always been fairly well supported but they just seem a little bit even well even more together I suppose kind of since since the new manager and just generally I think being excited to be in a new division as well and be in a new league so yeah it seems to be going pretty well Bratton right now. Yeah all things um, looking good and a interesting draw in the next round they're um, playing Tonbridge Angels uh, a side that actually uh, Jamie and Carl have already faced this season. Step two, and a decent, decent team at step two. So uh, a tricky, a tricky draw for Bracknell away from home as well. Uh, but uh, aside that, Carl uh, uh, Withers and McClurg have already beaten with Binfield this season in the FA Cup. So uh, an interesting little subplot there. They'll have some good notes, won't they, from that game <laughs> to exactly. take into the Bracknell squad? So yeah, very much so. And uh, uh, Hamwer, oh sorry, Slough Town and um, Hungerford also come into the competition at this stage. Slough Town have been drawn away at Hanwell Town, a team from uh, from the same division as Bracknell, the Southern League Premier Division South. Uh, so, and a team that are going for uh, promotion, certainly in uh, in the playoff picture. And uh, so a pretty a tough draw for Slough there, even though it is a team from the division below. Slough will probably start as favourites, but it's, it's certainly not going to be, uh, you know, a foregone conclusion, that one. And then Hungerford are drawn away at Tavistock, um, the team that knocked out Binfield in this round. So another little link there. Uh, Tom, see if you we can get some a word from you. How do you feel uh, the three Berkshire sides will get on in the next round? Um, well, you would think that um, I, I, I believe uh, I've seen a couple of people suggest that Tombridge Angels perhaps rested a couple of players um, for the game against Binfield. Um, I can't imagine they will make that mistake again. Um, I still think that Brack will beat them. Um, I, I think that uh, they are on a run there. They're fairly unstoppable at the moment. Um, a little bit of confidence may or may not come from how they do on Monday night in the FA Cup. So I guess we'll we'll see. Um, but, I, you know, I, I think Bracknell will win that. Um, Hungerford, slightly different story. They they certainly, you know, they can't they can't buy a buy a positive result at the moment. Um, so uh, I, th- I think, you know, it could well be one of those ones where um, it, it depends on how, how Danny Robinson chooses to take that. Is it an opportunity to get a bit of confidence and a win? Um, or is it uh, an opportunity to just get get this out, get, get the trophy out of the way and focus on, on league action? It really does depend, doesn't it? Um, you, would, you would think that Hungerford should have enough to win that one. But at the same time, um, Tavistock will be looking at that and going, we've, we've got a real chance here. 
Um, and and Slough, Slough, Hanwell are, are, are a good side. Um, we've seen that over the last couple of seasons. Um, but again, you know, Slough will be thinking we we should have that. And I think Hanwell will be looking at that and going, they're you know they're they're doing fair. Slough are doing fairly well this season. Um, that's going to be that's going to be a tough game. So, um, you know, there, there's every chance that all three will go through. Obviously, the, the stickiest one is for Bracknell, but I don't, you know, the way that the way that Withers and McClough doing cups, I, you know, <laughs> you wouldn't bet against them. Absolutely not. And uh, any teams getting through will uh, be joined by the National League sides in the next round. So, uh, yeah, all to play for. If you get through, you could have one of the big boys from from that division coming to Bottom Meadow or wherever it may be. So, yeah, ones to keep an eye on there. Uh, well, let's just uh, touch on a few other uh, fixtures in the uh, the men's side of the game on the... Um, in Berkshire, uh, Maidenhead got a good win against Bromley um, so to help them uh, move slightly further away from the um, the relegation zone. There, they're probably uh, bang mid table at the moment, so uh, it's uh, it's perhaps not fair to be be to be linking them to the relegation zone over anything else. They're looking. Uh, pretty mid-table at the moment, but I think you know the more we as soon as they reach that sort of fifty-point marker, they'll be happy. Uh, I think that's fair to say about Maidenhead. Uh, but in the combined counties league, uh, Premier Division North, Ascot got another win at home to Hollyport. Um, looking, uh, the the promotion chase continues, Abby. Yes, it does indeed. Um, and we decided not to play like Ascot normally play, and we actually went one up and then two up. So, yeah, <laughs> um, we didn't didn't go for a last gasp winner winner for once, uh, which was which was nice to see. Less stressful for me as well. Yeah, <laughs> although there was a, a bit of a furore in the game, but I mean, the less said about that, the better, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, no, I think it's um, again, it's just a really competitive division again. This. Yes. another week of com- like competitive division so yeah I think it's really sort of hotting up to be um, an exciting season it's, it's very tight at the top I think actually really and there's sort of games in hand here there and everywhere so um, yeah. yeah it should be exciting yeah currently one point between the top three sides and one of the th- team in third is Reading City who's uh, clocked up two wings and nine goals in the last week a 4-0 win at Harefield United backed up on Tuesday night with a 5-0 win Against Windsor, so you know they're hot and hot on your heels. I mean, Burnham are out there leading the way at the moment, but uh, Ascot and Reading hot on their heels behind them and playing some nice football. Mm. Um, and in the uh, in the combined counties league div one, probably worth mentioning that Barks County got one over um, um, over top side Langley. Langley um, uh, Barks County winning three one at Langley, uh, who entered the day at the top of the table, and that. Defeat gave Sandhurst Town the opportunity to move back to the ta- uh, the summit of the league and uh, opportunity they took uh, gladly, winning 5-1 at Aldermaston. Uh, so the, those three sides, Sandhurst, Langley, Barks County, are in the top three positions in the combined counties league, Div 1. And Woodley United kept up their uh, strong start to the season, winning 2-0 against Eversley, California, and uh, moving into sixth position. So very much in the playoff place hunt. Uh, exciting season we got there as well, Tom. 
Yes, indeed. Um, I, at the moment, can't see any sort of lead tables or anything, because any time I touch anything on my laptop, uh, it disrupts <laughs> the feed, so I'm keeping quiet. So I, I apologise, my levels of analysis are going to be even less than usual for the remainder <laughs> of this podcast. Well, it, yeah, like we say, interesting, uh, interesting, or Berkshire interest in a lot of divisions at the moment. So yeah, long may that continue. Abby, why, why don't you uh, uh, give us a little roundup of uh, what happened on the women's side at the weekend? I shall indeed. Um, so uh, let's start. Well, see, Reading had a stormer. Um, Maidenhead. I, do you know, I shout out to Ed Sankey, by the way. I know that he listens to the podcast. <laughs> um, I think they're... So they, they had a League Cup game the weekend. They played Billericay Town, who incidentally are in the division above them. So they are a National League uh, um, South Premier side and they were beaten by them. So I think, I imagine Maidenhead's focus... I, I don't think it's entirely a bad thing that they were beaten because I think actually having lots of cup games to focus on is probably tricky for them right now. They obviously were knocked out of the FA Cup the week before... Um, and so actually I think they'll be looking to try and get some momentum within the league right now rather than having to worry about cup games. Obviously, cup games, is, it's always nice to have a cup run, but actually I think given that he is still a relatively new manager, I think establishing themselves well in the Southwest division will probably be more important for him than any kind of silverware hunt for now. Um, They've got a couple of tricky games coming up as well. So, yeah, like I said, I think it will be important for them to be focusing on the league right now. So being knocked out of the cup is probably not necessarily a, a horrendous thing. Um, I myself obviously was at the Ascot game. They were playing Bournemouth Sports. So that was Ascot in first and Bournemouth Sports, they were in second. Um, that was a nil-nil draw, actually. And I think that's probably a fair representation um, of the game, really. Um Neither were quite clinical enough to take their chances, but equally, I think, both quite defensively strong as well. Um, some really, really fantastic um, performances from both goalkeepers as well. I think sometimes goalkeepers sort of get forgotten about. Um, so, yeah, just some really, really decent goalkeeping on show there. Um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting when we go back to them as well, because it's a bit of a free horse race in the Southern region right now between Ascot, Bournemouth Sports and Abingdon United. I think a lot of people would have thought Abingdon United was kind of clear at the top beginning of the season. But um, no, people are nicking points here, here, there and everywhere from people, actually. So that's another division that's quite exciting. Um, elsewhere, um, Caversham got a, a good point over Kidlington. I think they'll be quite pleased with that as well. Kidlington have been looking pretty strong this season, but they... Uh, secured themselves a 1-0 win against them as well. And um, I think really importantly as well, actually, is that Woodley drew against Long Crendon. I always think I've seen Long, Long Crendon play a couple of times. And they're quite a tricky side, actually. Um, so I think that's a really, really important point that Woodley have picked up there, absolutely. And I think I said a couple of weeks ago that they're sort of building on this season and looking really positive. So I think they'll be really pleased to have taken a point there. Um, so, yeah, and elsewhere, there was lots of cup games at the weekend. Um, I'm not sure how many of our sides have gone through, actually, I'll be honest. There's just a million cup games always. So trying to keep up with all of them is carnage. But yeah, I think it's we're resuming back to um, league fixtures this weekend. So yeah, it's been a, a decent weekend all round, I think, generally speaking, for our women's sides. Very good indeed. All right, then. Well, that sort of uh, leaves um, wraps up the results side of the of the week. So 
Let's look ahead to the weekend's fixtures. And we've alluded to it already, but there's one that really stands out. Um, Bracknell Town hosting Ipswich Town on Monday night in the FA Cup. Uh, when the draw was made, we spoke at length about what an incredible, incredible draw it is for Bracknell to have. But Tom, how how do you, I mean, it's the biggest game in Bracknell's history. So uh, talk about a little bit how um, those Bracknell fans will be feeling and um, in anticipation of Monday night. I mean, uh, all I can see on social media at the moment is uh, screen grabs of the ITV4 TV planner, um, <laughs> which uh, is quite an astonishing thing when you think about it, really. Um, I think Steve the other day, Steve Gab, uh, posted the an excellent tweet around, um, oh, I wish I could see what tweet it was. You'll have to go and have a look at Steve's feed. It was yeah. very funny about ITV4 and their, their regular programming uh, yeah. and the fact that actually next week they'll also then be showing Bracknell Town v Ipswich at Mirko Bolazan on Twitter uh, is yeah. Steve go and have a look at his Twitter feed. Actually, he is on fire at the moment um, mm-hmm. for what for what it's worth. Um, I think uh, as a fan that is exactly the draw that you want. I think um, they will be uh, beyond excited uh, about bringing Ipswich to town. Um, I must admit, I think it's a shame it's on Monday night. Um, I think I think an FA Cup game like this um, deserves your Saturday 3 p.m. slot. Give everybody the day, the, like a full day of sort of you, you know it's a weekend. Give everybody the day. I mean, uh, you know, it, it'll be a, it'll be a decent Monday, no doubt. But um, everybody's still got work and work the following morning. Hmm. So um, we'll see, I guess. But if you're if you're a Bracknell fan, I think uh, I think you know you are you are beyond excited. You are you are exploding at this point. You 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 know you just you can't wait for Monday. Uh, get the weekend out of the way. Nothing will matter this weekend whatsoever. Um, it'll just all be about building up to Monday. Uh, and I hope everybody who wanted a ticket has got a ticket. So um, that should be very good. And obviously, FIB will be covering the game. Lovely, lovely indeed. Yeah, I mean, I think you quite rightly said in the build-up, um, perhaps in the podcast we spoke about uh, when the draw was made, that this is the biggest game in their history. Um, the previous, this, the second time they've made it to this uh, stage of the competition, the previous time uh, they were drawn away at Lincoln City, uh, that was probably the uh, previous biggest game in their history. So, I mean, uh, in the week leading up to the Lincoln City game, uh, Tom, which course you attended as a fan uh how were you feeling and uh how does it uh how how can you relate to what the Brecknell fans are feeling now I mean it, it's worth mentioning obviously that that was that was 20 years ago so um <laughs> ev- anything that's happening now generally didn't exist then all yeah. I remember doing is just be just cutting out any newspaper cutting about the game that I could find, um, anything in the local papers, in the national press, any literally anything I could find was being cut out and put in a put in a bag for safekeeping. Uh, and I've got all of it somewhere. Um, you may notice there's a there's a um, there's an article or two on on FIB from from a few years ago that just looks like newspaper cuttings, and and it literally is all um, stuff that I've <laughs> that I cut out and. Uh, and, and have photographed since and, and posted up online. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, I, I mean, just it was it was just tremendously exciting at the time. But you can't compare Lincoln City to Ipswich Town. Um, it, you know, I think it. I don't think there'll be many Lincoln City fans who can who who might who might be listening to this, thinking, mm-hmm. oh yeah, no, we're definitely bigger than Ipswich Town. Um, that's just simply simply not the case. Um, you know, 
this is easily the 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 biggest the biggest game in the club's history. And um, at the time, I, all I, I just remember being incredibly excited going up on the bus, um, and uh, I had completely forgotten that there was a there was a streaker during the game as well. Um, that I was reminded of that, um, but it was uh, it was it was all all good fun. Um, I think if i remember rightly he ended up back on the bus home with us um <laughs> but it was and an, uh, uh, I, I have seen a couple of questions um on social media again this time and I, i'm tagging who i imagine was the streaker at the time and um, whether he'd be doing it again um, i believe the answer was no yeah too cold now and uh, yeah the years haven't been kind i'm sure but yeah <laughs> it was cold in lincoln then <laughs> i bet it was yeah Fair play, but uh, yeah, some uh, some great memories and some great memories to come for uh, Bracknell this weekend. I'm sure whatever happens, but like you say, we'll be there, and yeah, pretty excited about it at our end as well. Uh, we should mention, of course, that there is another bar- uh, game with Berkshire interest. Maidenhead United are playing at home to Dagenham and Redbridge on your traditional uh, Saturday three o'clock kickoff uh, in the FA Cup. Um, yeah, Tom, you've often alluded to Maidenhead's record in this competition. The getting to the first round, they've they've done that a handful of times over the past uh, few years. You know, not too bad there. But if they get past Dagenham and Redbridge um, on Saturday, it'll be the first time they get to the second round of the competition in 136 years. So thank you, Phil Arnett, for um, uh, FA Cup fat file for that uh, little tidbit. But uh, yeah, like you say, not really been Maidenhead's competition this one. Tom. <laughs> <laughs> no, it hasn't, has it? No. Um they have uh they they just I don't know why. They, it's, they seem to have the last couple of seasons they've gone out to teams lower lower placed as well. Um yeah. although they did bring Portsmouth to town, didn't they? One uh, one yeah. one year. So um if uh yeah, we, we, I, I think they will be there's no reason why they can't. They're not. They're not in any trouble. You, you said this earlier, Rob. They're not in any any danger in the national league as it stands. Um, it would be silly not to. It's a winnable tie. It'd be silly for them not to uh, not to go for it. So you hope that we'll have both teams in the hat come. Uh, well, I was going to say come Monday, but I think the draw. I think the draw is actually at Bracknell, isn't it? They do, they're they doing the draw at Bracknell. Is Ooh, that right? I sure. forget. I'm sure I've yeah, seen I that somewhere. Seen that, yeah. I, oh, it may really? well be true. That may well or may not be true. Um, if I can just go back to um, Steve's tweet as well that I alluded to earlier, Abby sent me it on WhatsApp, uh, <laughs> and Steve tweeted, "Just watch the Selby versus Higgins snooker on ITV4. Now there's a terrible Stephen Seagal movie on next Monday. The same channel is showing Ipswich Town's elimination from the FA Cup. What a channel!" Yeah. <laughs> Heartily echo those sentiments. Yeah, so uh, fantastic. <laughs> Well, um, there are obviously outside the FA Cup, we do have plenty of other uh, Berkshire football uh, happening. So if you're not going to either of those games or you fancy something else, we've got a few uh, tips for you here. So we're each going to pick out a game from the, uh, for the weekend uh, where um, if you don't fancy going to the FA Cup or you haven't got a ticket for Monday night <laughs> extravaganza, you can still catch up on your local football. So, um, Abby, why don't you lead us off? Uh, which game... Are you looking at this weekend and thinking, yeah, that's that's uh, a decent tie? Um, am I allowed to say Ascot? Yeah, well, I thought you might do. <laughs> no. Okay, Tommy, you can say Ascot and then I'll say something else. Actually, I'm going to throw a little, not a spanner, but... Um, I'm gonna... 
Go on, uh, Abby, you were going to throw a curveball out there. So why don't you throw a little curveball? No, I'm just, there? I'm going to go for Thames Valley this weekend, actually. I'm going oh, to yeah. pick Reading YMCA versus Maidenhead Town this weekend. Um, nice. That is 8th versus 10th. But I think it should be a little bit of a spicy affair because Reading YMCA get two games in hand, but Maidenhead Town, if they win it, could go go three points ahead, more two points ahead, I think. So yeah, I think it's just a, should be a. I think they're two both kind of decent sides who are maybe not having the best of seasons for themselves as they maybe expect normally in the Thames Valley. But yeah, no, I think that should be a an exciting tie that one. Yeah, very interesting and nice to shine some light on the Thames Valley uh, Premier League there. You know, some good football down there at Step Seven and some uh, really interesting teams. So yeah, nice pick. I like that one. Uh, Tom, why don't you? Uh, Choose the game that uh, you've stolen off Abby then, and uh, <laughs> highlight that one. Oh no, I'm absolutely. I, I'm um, I'm going for the combined <laughs> counties league Premier Division North Champions Let Reading City at Virginia Water. That's my. Oh, that's, that's fighting talk. That is Tom. Um, that's fighting talk. Well, I, you know. Absolutely, why not? A um, no champ, champions elect Reading City quietly going about their business. Um, Virginia Water doing very well themselves. I've been very yeah. impressed with when I've seen those results come through so far this season as well. That should be a really good game. Um, I can't see past necessarily a Reading City win, um, which obviously would uh, put them closer to the to their ultimate ultimate goal that they will achieve at the end of the season. So, <laughs> well, see, the thing is, I'm so sure that one of you two were going to pick Ascot versus Burnham that I was actually going to highlight Wallingford and Crowmarsh versus uh, Flagwell Heath. Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll choose to. I'll start with Wallingford and Crowmarsh, who were on a little nice little bit of a, a run. They started the season uh, having come up. They were having a you know perhaps a, a little bit of a tough time in the early part of the season. But over the last uh, five league games, they've taken 10 points and uh, they've also had an FA Vars victory in that as well um, in that time. So they're on a nice, nice run. And uh, they're playing Flackwell Heath, who are also one of the sides battling out for, um, well, for the title, really, for a promotion at the top of the table. A very tough side. And they have already actually played the reverse fixture um, earlier in the season, Flackwell Heath. Uh, running out uh, big winners on that occasion, 6-1. So it'll be a nice test for Wallingford and Crowmarsh to see uh, exactly how far they've come and if this sort of semi-revival, as it is, uh, is actually, you know, has, uh, it, well, can put it through its paces against a decent side like Flackwell Heath. Um, so there's that, but also we've got to mention Ascot versus Burnham. It's the top two in that division at the moment. They're separated by one point. Ascot, yes, of course, have games in hand, or um, but uh, yeah, two of the uh, real heavyweights in that division. Oh, sorry, they're not even separated by one point; they're level on points. They're separated mm-hmm. by goal difference. Um, uh, so both on twenty-seven points. Ascot with two games in hand. Uh, yeah, big game at uh, the racecourse ground there. So yeah, one to watch there. Plenty of interest. Um, why don't we go on to the women's side and pick some games uh, um, on that side as well. Tom, you can start this time. Uh, so all the games happening on Sunday. So we've got you covered on Saturday. You might have a ticket to Bracknell on uh, Monday if you're lucky. But if you're looking for a game on Sunday, Tom, what have you what have you got for people wanting to get out and about? Uh, I think you've got to go. You've got to go Caversham United, Woodley United, haven't you? Really? Um, that looks to me to be. To be uh, to be the big game of the weekend, that should be a, that should be a really good tie. 
Very good indeed. Uh, yeah, Caversham United versus Woodley United in the Southern Region Women's Football League Division One North. So yeah, that's a pretty uh, pretty good one to start us off with. Um, Abby, as you're the expert, I'm going to let you go last, but uh, I will go to the uh, Thames Valley Counties Women's Football League Division One. We have a game between uh, Slough Town FC Ladies and Ascot United Ladies Reserves. Uh, that is actually Slough Town Ladies who are in fourth, uh, facing off against Ascot uh, United Ladies Reserves in second. So a, a big test for Slough Town, who are a little bit of a, a run. They've won their last three games. But again, they another side, the, the reverse of this fixture has already been played. Ascot United Ladies winning that one at home 4-0. So it'll be a nice test for Slough Town. Um, with one of the uh, top sides of the division coming um, to play and to see if they are better than they were earlier in the season. So, yeah, that's my pick for the weekend. Uh, Slough Town Ladies FC against Ascot United Ladies Reserves. Uh, over to you, Abby. Which would be your pick for this weekend? Oh, I think I'm going to go Division 3 south of the Thames Valley. Um, I'm going to go for Burfield versus Factrum and Newbury Ladies Blues. Um, I don't think it... I'm, it's not necessarily... I mean, we love a derby, don't we? We like a Berkshire derby mm-hmm. here, don't we? I think <clears throat> Burfield have not... It's, it's a bit tricky, actually, because there's not been really that many games played. It's a bit of a strange division right now. There's Some people have played two games, some people have played five. I think it's because... We've had cup games in and around the place as well. So that's kind of thrown thrown the sort of season off a little bit. Um, but both, well, so Faction have played four and Burfield have played two. And so Burfield are much further ahead. They've, they've four from two, whereas Faction are struggling with just one point. So I think it Faction will want to give it a good go against Burfield, especially as Burfield are new to the division as well. So I think it will be yeah, just a little t- a tasty matchup, that one. Lovely job. So three good fixtures for you to pick from. And if you don't fancy any of them or any of the fixtures on the men's side as well, you can always go to uh, the Football in Berkshire fixtures and results page and see absolutely everything that's going on over the course of the weekend and at any other points. So all the games will be there and you can take your pick. Brilliant. Okay, guys, have we got any other business uh, before we sign off today? Abby, anything from you? Tom, do we want to discuss football in Berkshire women or are we going to save that for another time? Let's let's save this for yeah. when internet connections are better. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. But yeah, there's a little teaser for everybody yes. to have a think about. <laughs> Lovely. Okay. And uh, nothing further from you then, Tom. Are you desperate to get off the call uh, and try and... <laughs> Yes, I am sick to death of terrible internet. (laughs) Yes. Well, there we go. Well, hopefully uh, when we speak to you next, uh, we will have a better connection. But uh, apart from that, that's about all from us. So as a reminder, you can follow us on Twitter at FI Berkshire. Uh, We're on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok and LinkedIn. Or you can go to www.footballinberkshire.co.uk and see all our articles, all our content there. So all that's left to say. Thank you very much for listening. And it's goodbye from Abby Tyshurst. See ya. Goodbye from a very delayed Tom Canning. Bye. (laughs) And it's goodbye from me. Goodbye. (laughs) 
This episode of Bulger Football Stories was hosted by Rob Davis and featured Abby Tyshurst and Tom Canning. It was produced by Tom Canning. Our intro music is called Space Camp from the album Everyday Adventures by Reading's very own Rocket Kings, which you can find on Spotify and all good music albums. Find Football Bulger on Twitter, Facebook and www.footballbulger.co.uk. Creative Lifestyle Planning is proud to sponsor the award-winning Berkshire Football Stories podcast from Football in Berkshire. Creative Lifestyle Planning is a woking and based independent financial planning business who provide affordable, transparent financial planning for clients from all walks of life. Maybe you're saving for a property, planning for retirement or would just like to save some money in a tax-efficient manner. Drop them a line on 0330 118 0210. That's 0330-118-0210 for a free initial consultation and let them know Football in Berkshire sent you.